to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 12 of the Turbo Duo Cast. I am your host, Salvatore Mata, and to my left is my brother from another game show lover, Trenton E. Wright III. Game show lovers. Remember that? You remember that one? Remember that fucking song? I'm good at that shit. I'm pretty good. I love to Jeopardy, babe. You know that? Remember that fucking song was big in the 80s? Oh, whoa. <laughs> we are starting hot here. Remember hot. that fucking song? <laughs> um, if you guys have never heard the Jerky Boys, um, I recommend it. Something from the 90s that uh, I don't know if it could be emulated again. No. I don't know if you could do that. No, not with all that. I mean, those calls had... They were crank calls that this guy did back in the 90s. Those had to be... Some of those had to be real, right? I think a majority of them were. I don't even know if they... I don't... Jeez, I'm just talking out of my ass. But they might have... I don't know if they ever got, like, the clearances. I think they just put them out because... I don't know what the rules are. Back, like, back then, it was probably yeah, different. You was, could probably get away with it. Because now you have to you can, you have to be in like certain states to make calls like that, and then you have to get the consent from the person mm. on the other line to put it out. It's weird. But oh, yeah, yes. I mean, that was... It's They're the best. Jerky Boys, one, two, three, four, maybe? There was a, There's a time and place when, when you got to listen to that stuff. It was like... It was probably people 20 years earlier listening to like Richard Pryor records. Yeah, you know, just like the hilarity of it all and how how outlandishly like live it was. Yeah, just a quick story. I got into the Jerky Boys because my dad had got a, a a a a recorded tape from one of his friends. It was a white cassette, like oh, someone dubbed it for him on super a cassette. Hood. Yeah. yeah, and then he always had it in his car. This was like you know, I was in like fifth grade. Nice. That was that was my introduction to the Jerky Boys. It was great. There was like it was like speed dubbing or something like you could like record something really fast. Whoa. Sick. The the woes for Trenton's microphone continue. <laughs> Aren't you like the audio controller of the podcast? I know nothing about this stuff. All right, hopefully it's fine. <laughs> Blooper reel. <laughs> anyways, yes, Jerky Boys is good. Um, time and place. So anyways, speaking of time and place, uh, we've got a very special podcast for you guys today. Um, it's action-packed. We have a, quite a few topics to get through. Uh, the main event for today is going Welcome to be... Welcome to the main event! A little video game called Final Fight. And we're going to talk about Final Fight. <laughs> we're going to talk about the history of Final Fight. We're going to talk about its its historical impact on gaming. Um, and why it's just so special. And then maybe get into a couple of uh, short stories of our past about Final Fight. And things maybe around Final Fight. If, uh, if we have them. If... Uh, if we have them. <laughs> um, with that, let's get into our first segment, which is show notes. Oh, show notes from the last one? From last About po- from Retro last World Expo? A couple things. So or retro, the, retro, 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 retro Con. Retro, well, retro Game Con is going to be in our modern retro moment. Oh. Um, but, for, but for now, we're going to discuss a couple of uh, show notes. Is, uh, for anybody who's joined recently, the show notes are basically us. It's almost like Stat Boy from... Um, uh, what's pardon the, the interruption. Pardon the interruption. Where any mistakes that we've made or any questions that we had that maybe just came up in conversation and we wanted to get clarification on, we like to come back on the next podcast and give you guys the answers to those questions in case you were wondering the same things that that we were wondering. I've so. got my show notes as well right here. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> Sal's homework for the podcast. He wanted to have his sheet as well. He didn't last though. Um, 
uh, the first show note is we had a question about a game that we were talking about called, well, I call it uh, Astyanax. Oh, Astanax. And you call it Astanax. And we were saying, what? how do you pronounce this wor- this game? Oh, it's Astanax. Um, it's actually not. Uh, so <laughs> It's neither one. <laughs> you said you said Astanax, like with an ass at the front. Yeah. I said... I'm an ass man! I said, bow, I said bow. Astianax, uh, or, or Astianix or something. And and the real way to say it is Astianax. No, that's not true. <laughs> it's sort of like defender of the crown, defender of the of the land. Astyanax. It's a, a an old Greek word. Yeah, I'm still going with Astanax. So um, you you can yeah. go with all the all the asses that you want. Cause oh. I'm an ass man. I'm an yeah. ass man. Uh, let's do yeah, Sal's I'm World Series baseball man. Two year, <laughs> it's gonna be like a two year. It will season. be at this pace because I've played no games since the last podcast. I've gotten sidetracked. We've had, we've had uh, road trips that we've been on, and I just haven't had the time, um, nor the patience uh, to be able to play that game. So, for whatever re- reason, situationally, I haven't been able to uh, to get on my World Series Baseball '98. So we'll have to uh, correct that for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did make a couple gaffes. I uh, we were talking about Mickey Tettleton. And his moniker as Mickey Fruit Loops Tettleton, <laughs> which is true. That is his. That is his. Uh, his nickname, and uh, apparently because he loves Fruit Loops, his uh, his birth given nickname. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I was I was trying to say the interesting name that we found, and I said the name of the podcast, which I don't know why I said that. Um, and then there was uh, we were talking about Shinji Mikami's modern horror game. We couldn't remember what it was, and it's called The Evil Within. You ever heard of it? Oh, is that on PS3? Uh, or PS4? I, it might have come out on PS3. I know that it was one of those. No, ver- the evil. Earlier... Yeah, no, that was PS4 actually. I is know that... it came out on PS4. Oh, it has like doesn't it have like the face on the front with like the bleeding on it or something like like. Like he's it's like a guy coming out of like it's like he's all white. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but I think it was on 360 because I remember going to my buddy Derek's house and he was playing it there and he. Oh, Derek. Derek, mm-hmm. and he didn't have a um. He didn't have a, a PS4 at the time, so oh, maybe they re-released it. Yep. Um, so let's get into oh. our. our uh, oh, I was. Uh, it's evil. The Evil Within. They made a sequel. So Evil Within Two is the other one. Oh, it's yeah. It is on PS4. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the one. The with the. Oh, that's face. right. Yep. With yeah. the face. With the face. You have to show the people that so they can yeah. see what we're talking about. There's the other one with the white. So now let's get into our modern retro moment, also called our It's Still Real to Me, Damn It moment. It's still real to me, damn it! (laughs) So Trent, we went to Retro Game Con 7 just a short couple weeks ago. Indeed we did. We did a uh, a little bonus video for you guys um, just a little while ago, so you can check that out over on YouTube and all the... Uh, podcast services extraordinaire. Um, any thoughts coming away from that now that it's been a couple of weeks, Trent? None. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, um, no, I have I mean, a couple. It, I have a couple thoughts. If you don't have a couple thoughts, I mean, uh, what can be said was, that hasn't already been said? I know, right? We did a whole show about it. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely great. Uh, yeah, thanks to uh, I don't know whoever runs their Facebook page, but they. They grouped us in with a whole bunch of people that did reviews on it, so that definitely helped us out. Got a few new followers, some views off of that. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to next year again. 
especially now that we know they said they're gonna um they're gonna put like instructions for some of the games on the computers and everything. Right. I mean, that's why I want to go back as the computers. Because whatever that game you were playing, because when they they commented Dark on Castle. it, he was like, "Oh yeah, you gotta press like K and U yeah. and yeah." <laughs> we're just like it, it's we're just like pressing it's left and right. It's basically guess a digit, <laughs> guess a digit, get a character to he's, act. He's like just standing there with his sword, and you're just like tapping buttons. It's just like nothing's happening. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, well what you got? There it do? is. You know, no, but there's. I mean, it's just cool because I mean, I mean you're not gonna sit there and play through Dark Castle. At no, a, I at know. A, at a, at a freaking convention. But I, mean, if, but I did. I kind of wanted to play Doom a little bit though. Dude, Doom was fun. <laughs> Doom was fun. Doom was fun. Yeah, well, on a, on, a, on a ridge like a on a Hewlett Packard. I mean, when are you gonna do that? You're not <laughs> a, a game convention. It's that's the thing is like all these these old computers. It's you know, we talk about consoles. We talk about how consoles are. When we talk about consoles. How you know some? I was talk. All right, so put it this way: I was talking to a guy who works at my office, and he's he, he was born in 1995. Mm-hmm. 1995. Okay. He has no idea what a Sega Genesis is, what a Dreamcast is. He doesn't know anything about the Super Nintendo. That doesn't even seem like real. So he's not a human. He knows he knows from GameCube on. This kid this kid now is twenty four years old. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, I'm just telling you. That'd you know, be, so 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 my point is that is this. That'd is, be like us if, being like, I have no idea what the Atari is. Never heard of it. No no clue what it is. It's the same it's like the same g- gap in year where it come out, seventy seven, yeah. seventy eight. That that'd be like, Yeah, I have no idea what it, what is an Atari? Never heard of it. I wonder if people <laughs> who are in their early twenties and below if gaming to them is is a little bit different than what gaming is to us because even though we didn't grow up with the Atari VCS the original the 2600 that line of gaming is kind of what went forward there for the next 25 years so you know the Atari is something we could relate back to because of the fact that you know that's what that's you know th- there were games on cartridges and there were ga- you know games that you brought and you, that you bought from a, a Kmart and you brought them home. Our our uncles our aunts were talking about Atari you know so it was kind of in I guess in our sphere maybe it just it wasn't in his maybe he's an only child and he didn't have anybody that he lived with and he lived in a cave somewhere <laughs> yeah he lived in a fucking bubble <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but you know my point is that we talk about these consoles and how how old they're getting and. Some a lot of people don't know what they are. I mean, some of the more obscure ones, and I hate to say Saturn is obscure, but Saturn was is is kind of a, a sort of a, a, a you know an obscure console that was a main console, you know. And and we talk about that. Think about these computer systems. Think about when I think about like old PCs. All I think about is just it's a PC. I don't I don't think that there's different monitors with different oh, well. technology with you know different different computers you know that, I mean, that most have different would. innards and different you know the some of these got RGB screens some of them have VGA screens and some of them use black and white all these different some got DVDA screens you never know yeah yeah CGA you know all these different technologies <laughs> DPF <laughs> and you got all these manufacturers doing things a little bit differently. It's just there's so many different platforms. You got those Atari Atari computers from back in the day, yeah. and it's just you know to see those systems that, that they were almost like their own ecosystem with the with the monitor. Remember when you bought a computer back in the day, like way back, it, everything came together. It was like the monitor, the, the yeah. computer. The sometimes they were built into one another. You know, you look at something like the Apple II. Well, yeah, it's the, all the built Macs, in. Yeah, you know, had the disk drive, the whole thing. So it's really cool to go there and check that out and get that experience because there's no way 
you know, consoles are, are tough to, to gather in one place. Think about all these computer systems. Can you imagine having a room of yeah. different PCs? I mean, there had to be like at least maybe a hundred computers. And you got you got. It's not a bad number just to throw out. You got to bring the towers, the monitors, the keyboards, the speakers. Right. <laughs> Those things are fucking heavy too. Right. Right. That's a that's a fuck. That's just like a job. That's like a whole day's worth of work just in itself. Yeah, it is. Especially getting them up. Like, and you need people. Yeah. <laughs> you need bodies. Yeah, they got to be able to put them all to slap them all together too. Yeah. You know? So that was really impressive. That whole getup was impressive. It'd be nice to be able to actually play some of these games. You know. Yeah. That, well, I mean, you really got to spend a whole day there. Or yeah. at any convention, like a full like eight eight hours. Mhm. Mhm. So yeah, so they did a great job, and you know what can we say more about that? Um, anything else to say about Retro Game Con itself, like the actual event? No. Okay. I think so. I think I covered it. So thoughts thoughts on Riddick Riddick Bow Boxing. <laughs> we played we played <laughs> Riddick Bow Boxing. Everybody. Well, more like I played it for like an hour. Trenton played Riddick Bow Boxing. I will not touch the controller. It's, I don't know. An act of utility. Yeah. For some reason, I, I, I wanted to keep playing. <laughs> but you like it. I know you like it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's not terrible. Like, I was expecting it just to be, like, just completely unplayable. I'd do a few punches and be like, all right, well, we got it. But, I mean, it, it's pretty decent. Your thumb was about to fall off. I know. It, <laughs> I don't know what, like, the difficulty on it is just trying to, just trying to knock someone down for the first time is rough. It's a, like, it's a side-to-side close up it's yeah it's like it looks kind of it's similar to like evander holyfield boxing on the genesis and you have like a little map of the of the of the ring yeah showing you where on the ring you are but then everything is sort of like a flat 2d plane but yeah one boxer here one boxer there and just kind of like you really have to get in punching at it in terms of like punching you got to go like like body body head body head body head body head like see my problem with a game like that is there's no there's no it d- didn't seem to me that there was a rhythm, a cadence. There was a tell. There was, you know, when you play Mike Tyson's Punch Out, there, it, well, it, there, there's, there's, there's like a, the there's, point there's, a pa- there's a, there's yeah. a, pa- there's a pattern. That's a little. Yeah, I mean, that's a, like a completely different style of boxing, though. You know, because like each enemy has a tell. And boxing games are tough to put together. They're they're tough games to actually, yeah, engineer where there's a satisfaction of that. I mean, I know some of the more modern ones like Fight Night have gotten a lot of good credit. I don't know much about that game, but people seem to yeah. love that during just that with generation. Most sports titles, I just kind of like the more arcadey style. I just of course. Wanna, you know. Of course. I don't want, I don't like all the big details, but it, no, it's actually pretty decent. It's, you know, you kind of create your own character, it's some basic features. And then, you know, after each fight, you can like you don't really go to the gym, but you you select different things, you power up a little bit. But it's not it's not terrible. And that's the biggest surprise out of that game. It's the biggest surprise. I'll never play it. <laughs> but it go, it goes well with our Riddick Bow Toaster that we have. So yeah. Every family needs one. Listen. <laughs> or two. <laughs> it, it cooks stuff up twice as fast. You know. It was a deal sweetener is what it was. It was. It was really good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a talking point. <laughs> and then uh, the other game, the one that I, I spent the most time with uh, after the show that we bought was, uh, can you guess? Can you guess what game that I got that I spent the most time with? I don't need. I, I got honestly, Utopia, Fantasy Star, uh, oh, Legendary Axe Two. So Fantasy Star, Steel Empire. Or have you played Steel Empire and not said anything? Because <laughs> I don't think you've mentioned playing Steel Empire at all. I played a little bit of Steel Empire, everybody, and um, I gotta say that game lives up to all the all of the the modern hype that it's getting from 
that was a from the corners of, of of retro gaming steel empire is is the real deal it is in the hunt in the air yeah and and uh i always got i always got to start with the parallax it's got this game's <laughs> got crazy parallax that's a uh, yeah. that's a nod to uh, an old podcast um but yeah, oh, the really good action, just the 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 movement through the air. I love side-scrolling spaceship shooters and vertical spaceship shooters, and and this game falls right in line with it. Um, I like that you have like a you almost have like a health bar. You don't die right away the first time you get hit. Oh, it's so, not a one. So it's you, not a one hit or quitter. No, you have an opportunity <laughs> to kind of play through it and build up your credits and get health and all that stuff and. It's you know there's there's areas where it moves really fast. You got to go through like this cave at one point and kind of dodge up and down because you know the, the cave is moving kind of you know the structures are moving up and down. So you kind of have to follow almost like that. What was that old TI eighty three game we used to play? Snake was it uh, tapeworm? Remember that where like the, no it wasn't it would move back and forth. And yeah, you have it was keep from from hitting the walls. Yeah, it was. I don't I don't even know what it what it was. You were just you were like the little carrot symbol. Yeah. Or like a V, or like a. And there a were a bunch v. of parentheses. It was, yeah. it was supposed to be like a colon. <laughs> I think it was called tapeworm. Was it? I think it was called tapeworm for the TI eighty three calculator. I remember. Correct me uh, if I'm wrong, everybody. Fuck. What was that? I'm trying to think of the science teacher. Uh, I think it was Mr. Colby. Oh, he gosh. actually, or what was? Do you remember the other science teacher? But he was the one that actually gave me the game. Mr. McCooey? No, he was another one. Uh, there was another one, but anyway, so yeah, we had I, like, people don't care about our high school, dude. Like everyone teachers. in the world, it was like a requirement to have a TI eighty three calculator. People will never understand the fun you could have with the calculator. I know, but I remember one of them had because you could link, you could like link them up and you transfer the data onto other calculators. And one of the science, might have been Mister Colby, but he had all the games on his, and he gave so, them, and he gave them out to people. So sidebar, as you would say, sidebar. Mm. Um, I'll never forget. Uh, my, my good buddy Chris Drouat Oh, Chris Drouat had a TI, I think eighty five. Slipping on banana peels. When everybody had a TI eighty three. Was this color? Did this have like four colors? It didn't have color, <laughs> but it had a it had a version of Super Mario Brothers on it. Oh, and you could still play that on the eighty three, I think too, because I remember a few people had Mario. All right, so this thing was probably a, at least a couple hundred bucks back then. This is we're talking nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I think the and 83s were like 100, 130 or something like that. So he lets me borrow it for like a period, right? And I and I was like, "Well, listen, I'm going to I'm going I'm going to the library and uh, you know, I'm going to I have like a like a flex period, you know. So and he's like, "Well, take it with you and then give it to me when we go, you know, go to algebra or whatever, calculus, whatever it was." Ooh, wee. All right, so I'm so I'm playing it for just like a little bit. I'm like, this is this is pretty awesome. I mean, to see Mario jump around on like this like fucking calculator. It's like a dot matrix calculator. That's what it looks like to We're me. We're not doing the Pythagorean theorem no, on it. No, no, and everything's moving. There's like Goombas running by. I'm like, this is pretty cool because it's it's you know obviously it's not technological, but it's just the fact I mean, that you can play Mario on a calculator. On, on, yeah, the fact that you can play it on a calculator was like holy crap. So I got done with a level, and it it actually was a not the easiest to control because you're using the the arrow keys that are supposed to just navigate the menus. Yeah, it's basically like like you're playing the opposite because the up, down, left, and right are on like the right side of the calculator, and then the the button something like that. Whatever. Yeah, because the the 
up, down, left, and right was like near the the screen, like on the on the, the right t- side, on the right side, and then I don't know whatever button it was. You could probably just I want to say it was on the left, but that just maybe be thinking about like what a normal controller would look like. No, yeah, the the, the up, down, left, and right are like in the like, I right, believe you right hand corner. So I'm kind of an unassuming person. I'm thinking like nothing's gonna be a big deal. So I I I put it on the desk that we're sitting at. It's me and like three other people, right? And, and we're, you know, we're just, you know, some of us are studying and somebody asked me a question. I lean over, right? And I answer, like, I'm, I'm talking to this one one person. I come back. The calculator is fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you turned around and it was gone or you got up and moved? I didn't, I didn't leave the de- I didn't leave the table. I just turned this way. I turned this way. <laughs> I turned back. Swoop. And the calculator is gone. And I'm... All of a sudden, my my heart is like beating. I've never seen a hundred dollars, and I look out the right side of my eye, and this little shit <laughs> is trying to fucking smoothly walk out of the library. I, dude, I like I like flip the desk up. <laughs> I fucking raced over. I you fucking cocksucker. I grab. I gra- he had a he had a green hoodie on. I'll never forget this. I grabbed his green hoodie, and I was like, "You better give that back to me right now." And he was like. Oh man! Shit, you got me. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I got caught out," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, like I'm gonna lose my lunch over this for you trying to <laughs> gank this. Like, what are you gonna be solving riddles with this calculator, sir? He's gonna try and sell it to someone else. Yeah, yeah. he was gonna try to sell it and get a CD player or something like that. You know, <laughs> with the anti-skip protection. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the serious <laughs> the, ones. The Sony ones. Back then, that was a big deal. With the bass boost. <laughs> they all had bass boost. So, anyways, I don't know how we got on the subject of <laughs> I fucking don't know of the calculators. <laughs> we'll have to play it back and see what the hell we were talking I about. I don't know. We're talking about computers, and then somehow we got into calculators. I don't know. We were talking about Steel Empire. Oh yeah, of course. That's the. Segue. We were talking about going through the caves <laughs> in Steel Empire. That's what it was. But oh, just, yeah. but, just you, but, yeah. but just that like that steampunk look of the game, just the action, the moment to moment action, just feels really good the, the the sound i don't there's something about the genesis sound i don't know what it is about it but it just it's it's crunchy and it just it it adds to everything else a game without good sound you you should try this guys play play streets of rage 2 play it or with any of them play it play it with sound Play without sound, and see how you feel after playing it both times. You know, even just for like thirty seconds. Yeah, the cat's not gonna jump on here and do anything. <laughs> Fucking perfect. <laughs> uh. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> so try that and see and see how you how you how you feel about it. The Genesis just has a sound that really. It almost like seals up all the cracks when it comes it's got to, like the, that, to everything. Almost like all the they got like it's got like a hard rock sound to most of the the tracks. It's got like that twang to it. It does have a twang. Where like But even just the sound effects, like when you hear you know, we're gonna be talking about Final Fight, right? And we're gonna have a discussion about that. But when you when you hit somebody, let's say in Final Fight or one or or, or a, and, and when I'm saying this I'm meaning like the Super Nintendo versions, there tends to be a uh, a muted a muted smashing noise and it doesn't have to be final fight it can be other other beat-em-ups that we've played yeah but it tends to be a more subdued 
smashing noise. It's not when, that when, horde punch. Where the Genesis just seems a little bit crisper, a little bit clearer. Now, I'm not arguing that the Genesis has, has better sound in terms of the sound quality and, and, and the waves and all that other technical stuff. I think we all know that the Super Nintendo has a more advanced sound chip. But in terms of just, in terms of just what, you know, the sound, you know, how it adds to the gameplay. So in in Steel Empire, it just it just adds back to that, and and it's just it's just a fantastic game. It's one of those, it's you know, the Genesis has a lot of games that are still kind of hidden that people don't know about that are great, and Steel Empire is one of the ones that now people know about that you know five years ago nobody really was talking about. Yeah, you know? look, I don't. For some, I don't even know when, when I got that game. It might have, I I've just had it for so long. I don't Steel remember. Steel Empire? Yeah. You own it? Yeah, I told you I had it. Remember when you, you asked me about it? Oh, okay, maybe. I, I said I had. I just had the cart, but I have no idea when I got it. It could have. I, <laughs> I mean, you could go all the way back to like when we got that split, that our first huge purchase on eBay in like 2003. I, I think we have something to talk about about that, but <laughs> I might I might be wrong. But, um, but anyway, so you know. That was a fantastic pick. I'm super excited about that game, and um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So if you if you guys come across Steel Empire, please do not pass it up. I had I had somebody that I was talking to the other day say, you know, every time you mention one of these games now, you're going to be lifting the value up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're, us, we're going to we're we're <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing that. Right? <laughs> At this point in our podcast, we're doing that. But he's he's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna skyrocket Pebble Beach Golf Links. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, World Series '98 is gonna be a hundred dollar game <laughs> in another year. World Series Baseball '98, baby. Um, playing a little bit of Fantasy Star Two. Um, I fell asleep the other night with the Nomad in, literally sitting on my chest. In the middle of a battle. In the middle, in the middle, <laughs> basically in the middle of. It a battle. It was still my turn when I woke up. Yeah. Well, the way that game works, once you once once you hit go, the battle kind of just it seems to just kind of go. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but. Oh, it's not turn based. It's turn based, but it, it doesn't stop after each turn. The the actions just kind of keep going. Oh, really? Unless you. Yeah, I've never. I've never. Unless it. you have a character that does some kind of defense or magic, then. I think after every round it stops. But if you've got every character attacking, they'll just keep attacking. Oh, okay. Once you select you. what they're going to do in the battle, that's what they're doing in the battle. So if they are doing magic, then they'll have a chance again, I think. But if they're attacking, they're just, and most of the time I just attack. Right. You know, I'll usually heal before or after. Right, right, um, right. Fantasy Star is great. It's it's really grindy. Um, I think it's a... a Grunty. It's it's not as good of a game in 2019 as it was in 1990. Let's put it that way. In 1990, there were people probably had less games to play, less you know of these kinds of games to play, and they really wanted to get more of the mileage out of it. And I think the fact that it takes so long to build up your characters was just a part of that play, you know, that replay factor. Yeah, I mean, trying to get people more hours of gameplay, but it's it's a little yeah. bit more artificially popped up. I think. If you have more modern compilations of Fantasy Star 2, I think the battles, I think that they, you get more experience per battle because when you play a you can modern... level up quicker. Yeah, like the new versions of those games make it a little bit easier. But it's still a great game. I'm still going to play through it. The fact that the Nomad makes it so much easier because I can literally sit in bed and, and play a game yeah. instead of feeling like I'm ignoring my wife and sitting in the game room while she's watching <laughs> TV. So... You know, that really helps. <laughs> Just ignoring her, but sitting next to her, so it's yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Compromise. Yeah, you know. It, it, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, and a, you mar- got a, new it's, a mar- it's a marriage thing. And you got a new screen on it, right? 
Yeah, so we had uh, some of our good friends from Regency Gaming, uh, Trench Gun Tom, follow him on uh, on Inst- Instagram. That's Trench Gun Tom. Uh, does a, a ton of mods, and uh, he's fantastic at it. He he modded the screen, so it's got a much better, crisper, brighter screen. It's nothing. It's not an LCD screen. It's actually a a, a backup camera for yeah, for a car. Yeah, and uh, and it looks really great. It's it's perfect for for yeah. my needs because it pretty much had like the same kind of screen as like the Game Gear, right? It did. Some, yeah, yeah, a lot it's of ghosting. Like, it's like cloudy almost, like the contrast on it. Well, I told you that when it got done, I I beat Raiden on it. Well, uh, oh, when you put the new screen on, I beat that on a Nomad. No, you know, and that's I mean, we're all we're think, all happy for you. No, no, no. But what I what I mean is what I I'm not saying because that, that's a game that has it would have a lot of blur. That that it. that that's a that's a vertical scrolling shooter. I mean, you're gonna talk about the bullets, how how small yeah. are those? So you have to be able to at least see those, you With know, nine millimeter bullets. I mean, you can't be ghosting through and actually beat that game, you know. Bounce so. these ghosts. Um. So I, you know, again, playing a little bit of that. Um. I've been playing Felios. You know this game, Felios for the for the Genesis. Genesis, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. Namco shooter. It's a part of the the Xevious, uh, um Dragon Spirit line of, of games where you've got a, a bottom layer of enemies and then a a top layer of enemies, and you're kind of yeah. trying to shoot both. I've been banging out all the shooters, huh? I love shooters. I'm not that <laughs> great at them, but I I just there's something about shooters. I don't know what it is. Just that simplicity of the gameplay. The 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 graphical style that comes with a lot of these spaceship shooters it's just it's easy to get into you yeah. don't need to teach somebody how to play a shooter yeah you just hand them the controller yeah the and only say, one I really got well, fly around and shoot I wouldn't even say really got into but the only one I've ever really played any length amount of time was uh the super R type super R type's fantastic yeah. though and then the uh, EGM the... gave super R type nines across <laughs> the board Trent. <laughs> taking them off of the nine nine <laughs> Nines across the board. You were it. saying? No, I don't know. No, oh, okay. I forgot. <laughs> you said, yeah. Well, you said. Oh super. no, I was saying, and then playing Gradius on the. Uh, oh, Gradius is on the little arcade joint we got over here. Gradius or Gyrus? Oh, Gyrus. That's the one I'm thinking of. Mm, that's, yeah, that's the first Gyrus. Uh, that's the first Gyrus reference of the day. Let's crack open our uh, Dogs versus Shinobis, everybody. Ew, ew, ew. Best beer in the biz. Let's get a good pour, Godin. Yeah, here we go. This is the uh, the moment of great pod. <laughs> it's warmed up a little bit, but it's still going to be delicious. In fact, some people say you should drink a beer not all the way cold because then it kind of subdues the flavors a little bit. Oh, do you hear that effervescence? I can actually hear it, <laughs> honestly. Shh, everybody. <laughs> going to get a sip going. And we've sunk to a new low. <laughs> Love it. So, I was playing Felios. And Sick. We're still talking about Felios. We huh? are. We are. We have to talk about this because I discovered something that is absolutely amazing that I didn't know existed and nobody told me about. I started to think about spaceship shooting games that have characters with wings. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Because that's what I do when I daydream, because life is just a horrible mess. No, I'm just kidding. Now we've sunk to a new low. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this game for the Nintendo that I've always wanted to try out. Legendary Wings? Legendary Wings. How did I know that? That's Capcom, right? Because it's 
<laughs> shoot at your game with guy with wings. I feel like I always see that. I don't. I might have it. I I always see it at game exchange. This is so. like I want this game, and I'm like I always see it's like, it. Ah, a new Nintendo game that I can shoot yeah. for. I always see it. And I'm like, do I have this? Is this any good? Like I never. I'm like, eh, okay. whatever. So, uh, legendary wings. It's 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 interesting because there's a there's a vertical scrolling section, and then you go into these areas underground where it's side scrolling. So you have vertical and horizontal. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's a Capcom game. Yep. It's a Capcom shooter. It's sort of like a mashup. Here's yeah, this is going to be great because I'm going to tell you three games that you you might not even know of. It's sort of a mashup between Wings of War, which is another winged hated it winged game, <laughs> uh, Wings of War, Zevius, and Forgotten Worlds. It's kind of like a combination of the three. Oh, Forgotten Worlds on the Genesis. And Forgotten yeah. Worlds is a Capcom game, so I mean that kind of makes sense a little bit. Um. So I was watching this game. I just kind of wanted to get a flavor of it because if I'm gonna want to buy a game, I just want to take a look at some gameplay footage first and see is this kind of to. is this the kind of game that I that I would want to that I would want to buy. I don't think it's a very expensive game. No, I think it, it's it's either like ten or less than ten dollars. I think it's all the way worth it. But I want to show you something that uh, I thought was really peculiar, and uh, you know we can show along with everybody at Very home. Very peculiar. But let's just take a look at uh, one of the bosses of uh, of Legendary Wings, and I want to get your uh, take on what you think this uh, you know might be. It's a dick. Before I even see it. <laughs> let's take a look here and see what we can come up with. Am I supposed to know what this is? Uh, I think you said it. Oh, why? It looks like a bunch of dicks. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the middle one, but... That is... <laughs> a protruding penis? That, <laughs> it's an uncircumcised that, penis. <laughs> that is a, a veiny... That is a veiny penis if I've ever seen one in myself. It's like Surrounded if you, by four it's, dildos. It's like if you... <laughs> if you took the cover of Little, Little Mermaid and turned it sideways, <laughs> that's what it would look like. Is that something or what? Doesn't it now? Yes, it does. It's like the castle turned sideways with all the penises coming out. Yeah, the protruding penises. But even even the boss, it's got like a little like a flagellum tongue that spits out all the Bless little you. all the little sperms come out of its mouth. I mean, come on, is that not? Is that something or what? And this isn't in the arcade version. This is solely in the NES version. Oh, Legendary Wings was an arcade game? It was an arcade game, but mo it's regarded that the NES game plays better, which doesn't surprise me. It's irregarded. <laughs> I could not believe that when I saw it. I was like, how did they get away with it? I mean, come on. Is that not... Am I off base? Well, I mean, I already went into this thinking it was going to be a dick, so right. <laughs> I already had dick on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you would. But I wasn't expecting I didn't know what to expect. I'm just watching the game and just seeing what's coming up. And, and then, I mean, that is... It's one of them damn dick spaceships. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I I was like, this is great. I, I, you know. Bertha, come check this out. We got a dick spaceship on a Nintendo. 
Oh, man. You know, I come into these podcasts thinking, what are we going to talk about? And then... <laughs> then we talk about dicks and legendary uh, yeah. wings. <laughs> oh, man. If we are if we can move on from the penis boss. Yeah, I think we're good. We covered it. All right. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention, talk about modern retro, um, is Shenmue 3 came out just a couple of days ago as of this recording. We've all been clamoring and foaming at the crotch for it. Yeah. You think this penis boss was clamoring <laughs> and foaming at the crotch for it? Oh, yeah. Looks like it's foaming right now. Um, and that, you know, Shenmue is just, you know, in terms of in terms of the trajectory of gaming, how important Shenmue is to the trajectory of gaming. Not at all. To the trajectory of open world gaming, to the trajectory of character building, to non-player character building. To the open sandbox. Um, to a living, breathing world. Um Shenmue is is the forefather of of uh, of open world gaming. Really, that's it's it's most really hell regarded that it is it is the forefather of it. You know, you had Shenmue and then GTA Three came out. Yeah, and fuck Death Stranding. Just play Shenmue. I mean, that's kind of my opinion. I'm <laughs> I'm not really not a I'm not into those games. The the I forget the the guy who makes those games. The um, Metal Gear Solid producer. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I, yeah, I mean, I played Metal Gear Solid 1 and Is 2. Is it like Iwa Kojima or whatever? Oh, yeah, Kojima. Yeah. Kojima-san. Um, good good, uh, good job there. So uh, Shenmue 3 came out, and, and by all accounts, it is, and I haven't tried it yet. We're going to start it here uh, this weekend, but it is it is Shenmue 3. It is literally the continuation mm-hmm. of the first two, and that, that kind of like warms my heart. makes me feel good. It makes <laughs> me feel good. Like, in my heart, man. Yeah, because... You think about like the the passage of time, and it's been—I mean, it's been 17 years since the last Shenmue came out. You know, some people have been waiting. Some people have been like staring at their clocks for 17 yeah. years, waiting for, for this game the, to come they've out. They've been on the Shenmue mailing list for I, 17. Years I remember when I, they I, had I, their original AOL.com account. You've got mail. They, you know, there were petitions, you know, and now you hear um, that Yu Suzuki is saying he's he's determined to make Shenmue Four now, which you know Shenmue is a multi, like, chapter saga. So I mean, there's like seven or eight different chapters that they would have to go through. Are they going to get there? I don't know, but you know, it's just um, it's a moment to be celebrated in gaming. It is a callback to small golf club. It's a, it's a callback to. Um, you know, a simpler time in a way, um, and just a special time for me being a huge Dreamcast fan, um, and for anybody else who loves uh, the Dreamcast, you gotta love Shenmue, and it's just an exciting moment, and uh, so I can't wait to uh, to kind of get that loaded up, fired up, as you would say. And get the discs spinning. Yep. And, have you uh, have you check out. Uh, checked out any reviews for it? Or have you seen? So the latest I saw. What's the talk on the net? The latest. It, it's funny how they do this now. There's have no. Have you been in any chat rooms? There's lately? no. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> that aren't chatterbait. That just gave me a really <laughs> bad thought when he said that. Uh, all these review sites now, it's everything is is review in progress. Like nobody can actually come out and say this is how we feel about it. Well, I mean, they got to they, they got to dissect every every little like aspect of the game because. People don't look at games the way we used to. They don't look at games and say this is. They don't pick up a controller, just start playing, and say this feels really good. This game plays really well. Well, I mean, if the controls are. But really if you're tight. gonna do a full review of the game, you gotta you gotta play it. You gotta play the whole thing through. Because maybe the first half is great, and then I the, guess, and yeah. then the second half is just like what games the, are getting longer. Ga- games are getting like, more involved. The storyline could just fucking. 
tank, and then you're just like, what the fuck happened to this game? Or the right. gameplay switches, and it's like some shitty fucking right. version of something else. Right, right, right. That's that's usually why. And especially if it's like a long game. I mean, you know, play for a few hours. All right, I got my review. But games today, ha- <laughs> the games today have to compete, and the way they compete is for length and you know. And girth. Yeah, and how, how you know how many hours can you put into it? You know, it's just the the. What people are, what people are looking for out of gaming is is just tends to be different now than it was when we were gaming back in the day. Gameplay was king. I mean, it, I think it still is, but it was about the gameplay. It wasn't about the amount of hours you could put into the game because you'd put in the hours just by re, you know replayability. When we played WCW NWO Revenge. <laughs> Were you looking at it saying how long can a match last? It was no. It was how good is the gameplay, because that's going to dictate how long, how much time we spend with this game, over the next yeah. m- months, years, whatever it is. You mm. know, that's that's what gave the replayability. It wasn't just extending the gameplay by making the game longer for whatever reason. Yeah. So, I just feel like priorities in gaming have shifted a little bit, and that's just part of the passage of time. But. That's why we always have retro gaming to fall back on. You know, we can always God bless it. We can always go back to the past and enjoy these games, which is you know part of what we do here. So um, we're going to be starting a new segment here for at least the next few podcasts. Um, I got an idea from a uh, retired podcast that was uh, around a few years ago called Retro Blast. Um, in fact, it was the uh, inlet to me kind of uh, learning about some of the YouTubers that I follow still till to today um it was uh, it was called retro blast it was by a guy named anthony norsha out of sacramento california and he chronicled his uh his gaming life chronologically from 1989 all the way through 1991 damn just two years huh well he was intending on doing more but he he stopped he lost steam and he got pulled in another direction he does vr no, and I'm just saying review it's videos only, it's on, on it's only on two years. Is what, I mean, what I'm saying he is, was intending on going all the way through from '89 all the way through his gaming life, and he just oh, had, oh, okay. he got through the Super Nintendo launch, got a couple episodes after that, and then just lost his gusto. He he got pulled into into VR. VR was in, in 2015. Dust VR was in the wind. Was was starting all to become a reality. Dust in the wind. So we're we're all sad that uh, that Retro Blast stopped, but I I I mean you remember when I was listening to yeah. that to that podcast and how into it I was, because it puts you in that time and place. It it made you feel like you were he was a he was a 19 year old kid, an 18 year old kid in 1989. It puts you in the shoes. It made you feel like you were him, doing all the activities that he was talking about. And it's part of the the genesis of our podcast is going back to the past and remembering our memories and how they relate to the games and you know how we can kind of celebrate those memories in the past so that podcast is actually a big factor in what we've created here with the turbo duo cast but one of the things that he had talked about on on uh, one of the later podcasts was talking about the super nintendo which was his favorite console and the launch games on that console and how they stacked up against every other retro gaming system that uh, had come out and where it's where it kind of stacked up in between. So we got the idea here to have a, a, a 12-team uh, elimination tournament, NCAA style, of the launch games for each system. 
and which system had the very best the launch best. of all time. Get those brackets ready, you busted bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, basically, this is how it's going to go, everybody. There's um, going to be an upset. This is how it's going to go. We are having a 12-team a tournament, so you can go to uh, any Google or Ask Jeeves and uh, search a 16-team single elimination bracket, and um, and and you know make your bracket and follow along just so that you guys can see it. This is what our bracket is. How official is that? Look at that, baby. <laughs> Sharpie official. So uh, we're gonna tell you a little bit about uh, this. This introduction is gonna be just a little bit about um, the criteria, how we ranked the systems. Um, how we're going to look at those launch titles and, um, you know, what matters when it comes to a launch and, and, uh, which ones end up being, um, you know, the best of all time and which, which system is going to be the best, uh, best launch of, of all time. And so let's get into it here. So we ranked the systems. We're going to really set it off. We cover every system from the NES Every modern, every retro system, from the Nintendo Entertainment System, all the way through the Dreamcast. These are the classic retro consoles that we that we review. The golden now, era. Now, when when we come up with an answer for the best launch of all time, this actually is going to be internet official. So, <laughs> what we say goes here on uh, on the Turbo Duo cast. Yeah, this will be uh, this will be uh, blogged about on every uh, video game site. Absolutely. The IGN will be quoting us. It'll be on GameSpot. It'll be on Game Facts. Best, best retro launch of all time. <laughs> um, It'll be on Game Informer. You know. We joke, but we actually did have a method to how we created this. So we ranked the, the systems one through twelve. We took the top twelve systems. Uh, we ranked them one through twelve based on total lifetime sales. So who's coming out of the Big East? <laughs> oh, they're coming out of the Big East, baby. Oh, they're coming big. Nintendo, they got a stacked lineup, baby. They are coming in. Woo! <laughs> um, so the, uh, can you, can you, uh, you, you want brackets? We got brackets. <laughs> so I'll ask you, Trent, who do you think ended up as number one? Oh, the number who's coming in as the number one seed? Yeah, who's the number one seed? Who's <laughs> the number one stunner? Wah, wah, wah. What the number one stunner? I feel like you showed me, but I already forgot. Okay, so <laughs> oh, what's wait, number oh. one? So yeah, uh, the number one seed coming in as a launch. The, uh, the most console sales of, of a retro console. Oh, between, that's what we're basing it off between of, the any, first one. NES and Dreamcast. Oh, to- you're just giving me two total lifetime sales. Well, obviously. Be- no, between the NES and oh, I think so. and <laughs> I the thought Dreamcast. Literally. So 1985 um, the, to ni- to 1999. I would say the um oh uh, uh PlayStation one. PlayStation one is the number one seed. Yes, he's in there. You know what the number twelve seed is? Oh geez, number twelve. Yes. No, that's that's hard. That could be fucking anything. <laughs> Since there's oh there's twelve. Oh shit. So so there's the, the fucking Jaguar. Jaguar motherfucking <laughs> Jaguar is number twelve. So the so the. So the uh, the Apple Pippin no did, 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 didn't didn't make did, didn't make the cut. Ah, these are shit. these are the top twelve systems that uh, that we have here. So so the uh, the, the VTech V smiles not in. Nope. Ah, no, there were some. Unfortunate. Yeah, there were some consoles that didn't make the cut. 
Um, these are the top 12. So number one is PlayStation. The number one selling system of the retro consoles is PlayStation. Number two is NES. Number three is Super NES. Number four, number four was tough because the figures aren't aren't perfect, and, and these two systems were really close. It was between the Genesis and the Nintendo 64, and um, we've the figures are a little weird because you have Tech Toy down in Brazil that's been selling the system and, oh. and was selling it down there on its own. The figures that I found were everything but Brazil, but the Genesis was fairly popular in Brazil. I guess, you, and then I you mean, have and then you have the Majesco Genesis three that wasn't factored in either. So when you when you tally those up, Genesis, if you if you count those, the Genesis beats it by about a million from from the figures I saw. So either way, and, either way it doesn't matter because the Genesis it's the Genesis and the Nintendo sixty four. They're four and five, and so whether they were flipped, they were still going to be in the same bracket. And then uh, number six is the Master System. Number seven is the Sega Saturn. All hail the Sega Saturn. Number eight is the Dreamcast. Number nine is the Turbo Graphics. Number ten. Want to get a guess at number ten? It is the Atari seventy eight hundred. Of course. Number eleven. You want to take a guess at number eleven? Uh, geez, I have no idea now. I don't even remember which one. I have a I I have a newfound appreciation for this system. Already went through ten systems. I I have a newfound appreciation for this system. The Sega CD. Uh, so we're not okay. So that's another thing. We're not doing add-ons, add-ons, or uh, systems that require the okay, original right. console. It's a system that I've got n- newfound irreverence oh, for. Oh, the three DO. Three DO. Oh yeah. Number eleven. The, the three, Panasonic. The the Panasonic, three DO multi. Multimedia system. Uh, sure. Why not? Sure. Um. So those are one through twelve, and there's four different areas of the bracket. And we'll we'll pour out some liquor for the CDI. CDI didn't make the cut. <laughs> no, they didn't. CDI did not make Close. the cut. Yeah, it was it was neck and neck with the Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, more like dick to dick. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even get that high on the body. <laughs> so, in the top left bracket, we have the PlayStation. The PlayStation has a buy because it's the number one seed. And then on that bottom portion of that bracket, you have the Dreamcast versus the Jaguar. So, whoever wins that, faces off against the PlayStation. On the other side of the bracket, you have the NES with a buy, and then you have the Saturn at number 7 against 3DO, number 11. Hard hitters. Underneath that, number 3, you have SNES with a buy, and you have the Master System against the Atari 7800. The immortal battle God. of the Master System Damn, that's a hell versus of a bracket. the Atari 7800. And then in the final quadrant, we have the Genesis with a buy, and we have the Nintendo 64. This is... This is uh, the uh, the group of death as they would call it in the World this Cup. This is the Big East Conference over this here. This is the group of death. Uh, Genesis has a buy with the Nintendo 64 versus the Turbo Graphics. Who's your dark horse? Don't say Katy Perry. Are you ready for ready for a perfect storm? You should sing. <laughs> you really should. You play drums, but you know what? When you were in Walk Away, <laughs> shit was hard. It was hard. Uh, uh, the Dark Horse. Who's, you know what? I'm probably gonna go. We're just talking about launch titles. Who's your Dark Horse for for launch system? I mean, the seedings don't really don't 
all the way matter because yeah. you know. It well, really... I'd, I'd have to go with the turbo graphics then. Turbo the dark horse. Dark horse turbo graphics. Just because I'm not, I have no, I don't. I mean, I know like two games that came out okay. during the launch. Okay. But I guess that would have to. So be So you got to do your research. Now we're not gonna. <laughs> we're gonna take a couple of these every single podcast, so we'll get done probably in four or five, six podcasts. But um, we are gonna start with a, with with one or two of these now, just to give you guys a little flavor of our criteria and how we are we're going to be reviewing these and how we're how we're going to be judging them we've got judging we've got three areas of evaluation criteria criteria number one the most important criteria quality of the games quality quality is the most important thing how do the games play are they fun to play that's the nintendo 64 baby quality over quantity howard lincoln (laughs) number two the contributions of those launch games to gaming's future. Ooh, the influence. Number two. That's big, baby. That's big. Number three, the reverence of those launch games amongst that console's whole library. Fuck yeah, whatever, baby. Reverence. We got reverence. <laughs> Quality of the games, contribution to gaming's his, future. Contribution. Gaming's future. And then the those games reverence. So I do we, we just got a lot of stuff. I, I wasn't sure what It's happened. not all on Blake. It's not on Blake. It's on all of us. <laughs> I don't know. Reverence. So so those launch games, were they games that people were still playing well into the system's life? Are they games that are still thought of as being great games even way after that launch? So uh, that would be criteria number three. So the, that's the criteria. You have the games list, and um, you can make that list up. So one more time. Well, no, actually, you know what? We'll we'll uh we'll post a picture of the bracket on our okay. Instagram and Facebook. So we're gonna we're gonna post a picture. So take and then a we'll look post out it, for that. We'll post it in this video too at the end. Yep. So uh everyone can see you know kind of the the seeding, if you will. You can, guys can see the seeding. You can come out with your thoughts, um and make it a lot of fun. This is the whole point of this, guys, is for it to be fun for us to really look back on these systems and really discuss the launches of all of these systems and you know why they were great or why they were bad or what was interesting about them and and the games that were at launch and you know er, launches are so much fun they were they were such a big deal back in the day you know they were so you 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 there there was a palpability when it came to system launches you know everybody was so the hype you know it's hard you know the, the and and when you had these generation switches they were they were massive it's not like going from the the PlayStation 3 to the PlayStation 4 yeah i mean i guess like for us, the big, the first, like I guess, launch that we could remember was, you know, the PlayStation Saturn '64 era. Yep. For for know, people our age, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we kind of missed out on like the Nintendo launch, obviously. Right. Super. I mean, well, Super, Ni- Super, Super Nintendo. No, I remember. We've got. I'll, I'll tell a story when we get to the Super Nintendo, but we weren't as in tune with what was happening in the 16-bit era when things were 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 coming out. Yeah. By the time we were 13, 14, we knew, yeah. you know. We had the Game Informers. Well, some of right. us did. Some of us <laughs> did. I actually, I, I didn't know when PlayStation and Saturn launched. It was 64 was the one for me that I, yeah, that I was, I was keying in on. So, uh, so we're not gonna get into it right now. We're gonna let it simmer. Let you guys think about this. And uh, next podcast, we're gonna come back and we're gonna discuss the first round. Of uh of playing games, mm-hmm. sound fair? All right. So with that out of the way, let's get into 
why we're all here, everybody, and that's for a little game called Final Fight. It's a little game. So Final Fight was a... You got to talk about the arcade game before we talk about the Super Nintendo release and the the Sega CD release of Final Fight. What is the original version? So it was released in 1989. At the very end of 1989, this this arcade unit came out. It was on the uh, CPS arcade platform, which was Capcom's arcade platform at the time. So the CPS system actually had quite Uh, a few games. The CPS. That actually ended up coming out on 16-bit systems. So you had games like Forgotten Worlds on this arcade system, which ended up coming out on the on the Genesis. That's the uh, where you I don't know their names. You're, like you're, the red and blue guy, and you're like shooting 360 degrees. And you can go 360 over. degrees flying around yeah. and shooting. It's but it's a shooter. You know, side-scrolling, forced-scrolling shooter. Uh, Strider, Ghouls and Ghosts. Seeing a pattern here? No. UN Squadron. UN Squadron was a very early a, Super Nintendo shooter. On the, the Super Nintendo? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. 1941. Okay. Mercs. Yep. Mercs. How about this one? This is a deep cut. The Mega Twins. Ooh. I know the name, but I... I that's a Genesis game. I'm not familiar that's a, that's with a, it. That's a ultra deep cut. Ooh. Um, that's a, a deep dish pizza. A little game called Street Fighter 2. Just a little one. The King of Dragons. Knights of the Round. Both of these are kind of like... I know Knights, on Knights of the they're Round. They're both yeah. on Super Nintendo. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh, she want Cadillacs. The Punisher. The ah. Elusive. <laughs> the Punisher. The Punisher. You know what I think of when I think of the Punisher? He's playing hard to get. <laughs> That's a great song. Why do you think of... Because he's playing hard to get. I can't find it. Oh. Well, I don't know I, mean, much, you I, don't know, I don't know much about the Punisher. Yeah, the beat 'em up game for Sega. I know. Oh, all right. <laughs> but he's hard to get. He's hard to get at. The game. Yes. The game is hard to get. Yeah. You, you got it now. I... <laughs> Fucking piecing these things together. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Fuck. And Saturday Night Slam Masters. Uh, yes. Your no, favorite. That's a jam. Do you like it? I do. I have it on the on the SNES. <laughs> that's the only reason why I said it like that. But I do want to play the Genesis version because the Genesis version of Saturday Night Slam Masters. Oh, there's has, a Genesis version. Yeah, it has the barbed wire deathmatch in it, as the Super Nintendo version doesn't. Of course. It has like the electrified barbed wire match in it or something like that. Does it play well? I mean, I'm sure. And you know what? It probably plays better. I don't. I think the Super Nintendo version is four player, and the Genesis one isn't for some reason. Hmm. But yeah, I've never played the Genesis version. I'm sure it probably plays better because that's how it seems to go <laughs> when you have games like that. It looks pretty much the same. You know, it's probably it's probably. I'll, re- I'll, re- I'll refrain from going on a sidebar here, but that's it. some of it to me is the Super Nintendo controller versus the Genesis controller. Oh, you mean if you have a three or a six button, then it kind of hinders the game. If you got to play with a three button. No, I mean the ge- this the Super Nintendo controller is very squishy to me. Right, well, the buttons. Get, that's are, another podcast. That's it. <laughs> but I'll we'll, have a, we'll have a whole sixteen-bit controller episode. <laughs> we ha- one thing we do have to talk about is the Street Fighter connection with this game. So, the original Street Fighter came out before this. I think it was '87, um, and so Capcom wanted a sequel. It was Street Fighter was successful enough that they wanted a sequel to it. So they asked the developers. They said, "Listen, we want you guys to come up with it with a sequel to Street Fighter." 
And they didn't want to make a one-on-one fighting game. They they really wanted to make a beat 'em up or a brawler. Goddamn right. And so they're like, well, how do we how do we pitch this to our superiors? So let's let's call it Street Fighter '89, but it's going to be a brawler. But it was kind of confusing at trade shows when they showed it off. People were like, well, wait a minute, this isn't Street Fighter. This is a whole different genre. Yeah. So they really like, see the Street Fighter name. I mean. That's all you're gonna. You're just you're gonna expect a fighting game. Even back then in eighty in eighty eight. Yeah, because it's already been you know already been established. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't Street Fighter two was the first one, but it was enough of a of a success that people were still saying, "Well, this doesn't make any sense to us." So, they were kind of forced to make the change. So they they changed the name to Final Fight. Um, and you see a lot of the lineage of Street Fighter kind of flowing through. So the stages are not called stages; they're called rounds. So when you go through the first level, it's called round one. Does it on the home versions? Is it that too? Mm-hmm. Jeez, I never even even even, even Streets of Rage, which is a copy of Final Fight, says they call it. It calls each stage a round. Not a, round not one even a level or a stage. Round one cleared. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Never really paid attention to that. Yeah. Um. And then you know they have the like the bonus rounds that Street Fighter instituted. They have those, so oh you can you can God. you can smash you can <laughs> smash the barrels, or you can you can destroy the guy's car. Those were carried over and fully developed. Um, you had a um, you know you had a glass sequence where you got to smash glass and get through you know the whole corridor. Oh, and certain glass wouldn't smash; it would just twirl and smack you. So you'd have to you have to be careful which glass you were smacking my, at and get through in the timeline. Is there another one? The, the, the oh time. yeah, you said the yeah the barrels. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So going back to the Street Fighter thing, I started to think about this, and I and I said to myself, the names really should have been swapped. I mean, Final Fight is the street fighting game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And the final fight should be Street Fighter. Well, ain't that something? So ain't I that, that a was, bitch? I thought that was funny because it, it's, it's literally in the streets. A street. it's right? Don't let the smooth taste fool you. I'm from the streets. Oh yeah. Well, I still live in the street, and will occasionally find myself waking up in the street. That's right. That's right. The street fighting <laughs> game. Yeah. You know. Um. And I think there, you know, the confusion. If you ever look at old magazines, like from the early '90s, you see this all the time, where where reviewers or commentators are conflating one-on-one fighting games and and beat 'em ups in the same kind of genre. They call them all like fighting games, you know, or they 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 kind of compare games to one another too. They'll they'll compare a Street Fighter to a to a Final Fight. I guess I missed. I guess I didn't pay they attention call, enough. They call them fighters. Like like you know, is this fighting game better than Street Fighter? Well, you know, to tune in to find out. It's like these are completely different genres. I have I don't I have, I don't I'm trying to figure out. Why is it that these early magazines were were kind of mixing together the the, the double dragon track with you know with uh, with Street Fighter? So yeah, I don't understand how you could because like a fighting game because they're punching and kicking <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, but in like well, I mean, you, double dragon is like it was literally just punching and kicking, and maybe you had one kind of. There were special like moves. a special moves like a yeah like the three sixty spin as kick you or as something. you developed your experience, but not like a fighting game, you know. No, one-on-one fighting game. You're on a single plane. Yeah. You know, and it's there's literally specific rounds with that enemy. It's like best of the best. Yeah. You know. Not to be confused with the best of the best game for the Super. I'm Nintendo. talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but they but they utilized what they learned you know then okay now we're going to go back utilizing what they learned in final fight making that game they actually used what they did there to create street fighter 2 so the moment to moment action the the way the characters move the mechanics they used what they learned in final fight to create the characters and the gameplay in street fighter 2 i mean yeah that makes sense I mean, that, which that blew my mind when I when I learned that that was the case. That this working on this game is what what created Street Fighter Two. You know, we think of Street Fighter Two as the Godfather, but in fact, Final Fight. This is the real father. It's like birth. It's like whenever you look at like um like a like a genetic tree of like species, you would actually have you would have like Street Fighter, and then you'd have Final Fight, and then from Final Fight you'd get this like split from like Street Fighter Two and then other brawlers. Final Fight is the one that penetrated, is what we're saying. Final Fight is is kind of like, yeah, it's like it's like the start of of uh, of these two genres in a way. Although it had influences coming from before, um, it's sort of it's it itself is sort of the Godfather. Um, you know, does Street Fighter does Street Fighter Two happen without Final Fight? I don't know. Which came first? Yeah. Final Fight came no, first, but I'm saying, does does Street Fighter 2 end up the way Street Fighter 2 ended up if Final Fight is cut out of the picture? Oh right, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I guess you can't you can't really say. Now, Fatal Fury, you remember Fatal Fury? From, yes. From SNK, that of arrived course. that arrived in the arcades just a couple of months before Street Fighter 2, and it was created by the guy who created the original Street Fighter. Oh, so he broke off and he went. broke off with and went to SNK and made and made Fatal Fatal Fury, which so he went so he basically went to Death Row Records, pretty much. <laughs> He's like, if you don't want your producer all up in the game, telling you the models and the sprites, come over to SNK. <laughs> you do what you want. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I mean, fa- so technically, maybe Fatal Fury would have been the one that people would have like, kind of like that. Maybe Fatal, maybe we'd be playing Fatal Fury, you know. 17 right now. If Capcom would have made it, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that would have been the the big game, you know? I still don't think it would have been because SNK was still relegated to this, like, really niche console that... No, that's what I'm saying. Capcom made it, and it it was like... I mean, it came out on the Super Nintendo, but... Well, SNK made it. Yeah. No, I know I'm saying. If if Capcom would have made... Would have made Fatal Fatal Fury Fury, instead. Yeah, and it was, like, their game for the Super Nintendo. Maybe Fatal Fury... Maybe that's what we would be playing now. Maybe that's what would hold, like, that historical irreverence would have been Fatal Fury. Who knows? You know, but know. It, but it came out... But just out, the characters in Street Fighter are so... They're iconic. Like, yeah. They're iconic, yeah. Um, so it was developed by Capcom, produced by Capcom. The producer's name is uh, Yoshiki Okamoto. He designed... Trenton, he designed Gyrus. <laughs> oh, shit. He started at Konami. <laughs> what the fuck? Full circle. So, so get this. This is perfect. So he goes to Konami, right? He starts out at Konami, and they're like, hey, listen... What we want you to do, what we brought you over here to do, we want you to make a driving game. So what does he do? He makes Gyrus and Time Pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And he got fired because of it. (laughs) Damn. He makes some hot hot, hot games. He he got terminated after Mm -hmm. making Time Pilot and Gyrus. So I don't know if you know Time Pilot, but it's sort of like an Asteroids meets meets a spaceship shooter. Sort of. Gyrus is a a tight game. Gyrus is awesome. It's it's classic and it's still fun to play but he got ter- he got terminated because he was supposed to make a driving game and he's like he's like you want me to make a driving game okay 
I'm going to make Time Pilot and Gyrus. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's like, uh, what is it in like the goods? No one tells me what to play. Oh, 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 oh uh, Craig Robinson? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you play some like good music? <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> and he just puts on like the most depressing track. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he, he just doesn't like to be told. Oh, you want a driving game? Okay, here's a wrestling game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with Capcom, he made 1942. He made Sidearms. He made Gunsmoke. Ooh, that is a. That was one of like the first games I remember. Now here's a. Did you know? Did you know that Gunsmoke what was the spirit spiritual predecessor of Red Dead Revolver? Why did people work on that? That worked on Red Dead Revolver. Red Dead Revolver was was the spiritual successor to Gunsmoke. That it was supposed to be the PlayStation 2 version of Gunsmoke. And That's Red like, Dead Revolver, like as we 12, talked about... It's like 15 years so, later. <laughs> yeah, it started at Capcom, and then, remember, Rockstar North ended up buying it. Oh, right. And Angel Studios, which was originally with Capcom, were the, they, they kind of broke off and were de- still developing it for Rockstar. And then it got made, and then that led to Red Dead Redemption, and now Red Dead Redemption 2. So think about that. Red Dead Revolver 2, which just came out last year, or this year, its roots, its its bare roots are Gunsmoke. Six degrees of separation of Gunsmoke. <laughs> I mean, it's something, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, he made Forgotten Worlds, and uh, he developed you know, Final Fight and Street Fighter. Uh, the designer of the game was Akira Yasuda, who he worked on Red Dead Revolver as well. Man, putting them all together, huh? Um, he designed uh, Captain Commando. Remember Captain Commando, arcade game? Beat him up. Yeah, I have, no wait, no, I have Sonic Blast Man, which is kind of like, in the, it's like in that trilogy of mm-hmm. games. The Punisher, he designed The Punisher. And he did all the Marvel versus games, starting with X-Men, uh, Children of the Atom, all the way through. He also did Power Stone and even Street Fighter Five. So we're talking about credibility here. I mean, again, talk about guys that don't get enough credit. Um, now we were talking about Double Dragon, and we were saying how you know Double Dragon is is sort of like the beginning, Renegade Double Dragon. But sometimes games come along and completely shatter what you kind of had as like, your thought about what a genre was a game comes by and just completely destroys your thought of that and, and remakes the mold. You know, we, when, and I'm talking about Final Fight when I say that, but Street Fighter, Resident Evil, Grand Theft Auto 3, Super Mario Brothers, Mario 64, Virtual Fighter, games that took a genre and completely remolded it into something that was much bigger, much better. Final Fight, in my opinion, changed the game. The 16-bit platform allowed an expansion of the animation, the graphics, the sound in these games to create a more realized ambition of, of, of what that world could be than what a previous generation could be. When you think about Double Dragon on the NES or the Master System and you compare that to Final Fight, it's night and day. Oh, yeah, of course. And the 16-bit platforms including this this arcade system allowed for that the animation and the move sets and everything that you could do in the game to be more realized and be more fun you know and 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 just more realistic final fight also affected everything that came after it 
you know. So when I say that it shattered the past, you didn't, you couldn't go back and 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 play Double Dragon at least back then. You you'd want you'd, you'd be like, I want to play Final Fight. Now today we go back and we can play all these old games, but it set a new precedent. And everything that came after that game couldn't be like Double Dragon Two, even though Double Dragon Two was one of the main inspirations for this game. You couldn't make Double Dragon 2 again and have that be a huge hit. So when you come away from that, you get games like Burning Fight on the... I think that was on the Neo Geo. You get Street Fighter, right? All of these... Street, I mean, uh, Streets of Rage, excuse me. All these beat-em-ups that came out after that, they took the mold of Final Fight, you know? Almost every one of these games has a guy with a white t-shirt and jeans, like Cody. Yeah. You know? All these, all these characters that that uh, you know that are like the main characters of the games, they they have they have to have that like prototypical character, and what's funny about that is is that Turtles the arcade game came out earlier in the year, so it's kind of like a weird question between those two games. Like what what is more influential? Is it is it Turtles the arcade game or Final Fight? Now I would argue that. Final Fight was more influential because you saw more games going in that direction. You didn't have as many games going in the in the animation sort of, you know, comical, not taking it too serious route. You have like Stone Protectors. Yeah. Right. That which, was basically well which kind of That's because the show was pretty much it was a rip off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Pretty much. Yeah. But when you think about beat 'em ups And of course it was uh I was trying to think, um, like the like Bucky O'Hare. They had the they beat him oh up. right, but Konami made that too, so that was kind of like the same style. Right. But then you had uh like Rival Turf on the Super Nintendo, which was like there Final Fight. Yep. And that the whole trilogy again. All those Super Nintendo brawlers, they kind of fo- all follow that that Final Fight mold. So, in my opinion, Final Fight kind of wins out on that. I mean, you did have, you know, TMNT four, you know, Turtles in Time, which is incredible. I don't really know that we had too many other games that followed that that track as much. You know, it's an interesting conversation to have, but in my opinion, the Final Fight is 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 sort of the early pinnacle of that genre, and then everything came after that. Yeah, I was just trying to think of the other beat 'em ups, Sonic Blast Man. Yeah, that was still more like. Uh, but even Final like Fight. the like like the Punisher. Combat Tribes. Still kind of that, like, street thugs and kind of... Right, right. Like, even, I mean, it didn't look like it, but... You know... The um, feeling of the game was still kind of the same. Two crude dudes. Yeah. You know, it's always some the mayor. <laughs> the evil right. mayor is stealing <laughs> someone's daughter. Well, Hagger is the or, mayor. Yeah. Hagger is the mayor in No, this. but I'm, I'm saying, like, in all the other ones, it's always, like, someone got... Right. Kidnapped, and then the two guys got to save her. The town's corrupt. Right, exactly. <laughs> Mr. X. <laughs> um, like fight, oh yeah, like Fighting Force. Oh, Fighting Force. Yeah. 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 That's like a that's a more. Three, but that's still street, like yep. Final Fight. Dynamite Cop. Yeah. Dynamite Decca. Die Hard. Die Hard Arcade. Yeah. Still, <laughs> same fucking deal. Same, same thing. You know, those <laughs> games are those games are great, but all of that wouldn't have happened if we didn't have Final Fight. You know. Um, you know, the, and Final Fight instituted a lot of things that Double Dragon didn't have. So, like food items, like food pickups, you didn't have that. 
You didn't have that before. Um, Get those turkeys. You know, the jumping, the mid-air, the mid-air moves, you know, that Hagger can do and some of these characters just drop can do. drop kicks. Just, yeah, just, you know, it's it's simpler. It's simpler than Double Dragon, but it also feels more fleshed out, you know, with, with the things that you can do, the control that you have over the character. Um, you know, the super moves, you can do a super move. If you're caught between two characters, you hit both jump and action button at the same time, and you can get out of it. You, you lose a little bit of life. This is the game that instituted that. Yeah, he does like, I think he does like that 360 spin with he does, like his arms out or whatever. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and that, you know where that was carried over into? Zangief. And that's where Zangief gets his, his oh, twirl yeah. move. Yeah, everyone always compared those two together yeah. as like the same kind of character. And that's where he gets it from. There's a larger emphasis on weapons and special items like knives and pipes and things like that. Just You can destroy... Oh. You can destroy boxes, crates, barrels, glass. Is there anything better than beating someone with a pipe in a video game? <laughs> Anytime you see a character beating somebody with a pipe, Streets of Rage, it, Final Fight. It's 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 Final Fight <laughs> that, that that made made you know kind of made that possible. So and then the the destroyable objects. And anytime you see a destroyable object in a in a, in a side scrolling beat 'em up, that comes from Final Fight. It's like those yeah, just like the boxes in a Street Fighter that like mm-hmm. on the sides of the level. Mm-hmm. Um, voices, the voices in the game. I mean, there were actual voices in in, in this game. You know, so that was that was added to it too. Um, the characters. Also, let's talk about the characters a little bit. Oh, they, they were inspired by rock artists and wrestlers. And they have character. <laughs> Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. It's a Pulp Fiction reference. So what? Um, so the first the first boss. Do you know? Do you remember? His name is Damned. He was changed for the Super Nintendo release to be Thrasher. Right. So I guess that would kind of be... He's kind of like inspired, I would say, from like Blanca. Like his... his like, I don't know. For some, I, that's what I think Is of. that what you think of? I think of, of when I... Well, maybe he he's inspired. Got the, he's got the... He well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's got like the build, like like Blanca. He does, have, same a, he does have a build. Yeah, he does have it. You know, he, I can see he's that. He's got the, the facial expressions of like... I don't know. I just think of Blanca yep. when I think of him. Yep. But yeah, I mean like the like the bosses too. <laughs> That's right. But you have Come ca- thugs. You, you have characters like Andore, which is obviously a reference to Andre the Giant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hugo Hugo Andore. You have some of the enemies, Axel and Slash, which are obviously references <laughs> to Guns N' Roses. You have Sid and Billy, who were the the sw- the palette swaps or the swaps for the Super Nintendo version of the two gals that you fight in the arcade game. Which are named after Gene, you know, Sid for for Gene Simmons, and Billy for Billy Idol. Um, you have a character, a boss named Abigail, which is a eight foot tall character with face paint, which is named after King Diamond. Oh, damn, King Diamond! That's a deep cut too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roxy and Poison are named after '80s hair bands. No, I was saying, yeah, Poison, the band. Um. Jeremy Parrish, who's a, a video game journalist, believes that Mike Hager was actually modeled after um, Jesse the Body Ventura. That would make sense since he would become a mayor. <laughs> it all comes full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> they were predicting the future. And you have instances in this game where you have wrestling rings, right? I mean, you have yeah. the fight versus actual, Sodom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so- Sodom is in a wrestling ring. The you Ultimate have, Warrior. You have... Oh no, I'm thinking that's the no, that's Streets of Rage. Um, and then and then you have the fight with the three Andores in the wrestling ring. Yeah. So this this game likes 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 wrestling. They all walk around like they got like fucking sticks up their ass, like that, like yeah. They're all they're all strung up. Yeah. (laughs) Just like that. 
Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Poison and Roxy for just a quick minute. Oh, let's do it. So Poison at one time was positioned as a trans woman in the game to avoid the stigma of beating up a biological woman in the game. Now, what I don't understand is if a woman is attacking you, okay. literally fucking beating you. You want to go down? You want to die on that hill? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> this is an arcade game. This person is in a gang, and they're beating you up. And they're eight foot tall. You're fucking defending yourself. I don't. They're beating you up with guys throwing dynamite at you. You know, I don't know why that had to be something like, oh, you're going to hit a girl. This person is coming at you with a fucking knife. What, what are you saying then? You're saying that people were What I'm saying upset is that Capcom was worried about backlash with this game because there were women that were that were being hit. But you have to put context as king, right? <laughs> yes, Eric. So this is a these, these are indi- I don't care if it's a woman or a man. These are individuals that are attacking you that are looking to destroy you. And so are you going to just sit there and take it? I don't understand. Like I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, well, I, nah, I had that literally never crossed my mind. Ever. No, you, it's just a character in the game that you're beating up, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, think of all the fighting games, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, there you go. Chun Li taking on. Zang I mean, Chun Li doesn't have to enter the tournament. I mean, she's she's a very capable woman. She's got the strongest legs in the tournament. <laughs> she don't have to enter the tournament. No one's telling her to sign up. But she's pretty damn good. A lot of people do really well with Chun Li, you know. Oh my god! I, I I just I don't I don't get that whole thing. But anyways, um, what, was that like an issue? Or oh, you was, just saying Capcom was? Uh, yeah, it was. Could have been worried they, about they, it. Yeah, they they even list them as. And then no one gave they, a fuck. They even list them uh, poison as a, she. They list her as a halfling or a, or a new half, which means that she has both body parts. A halfling. Or I've new never... new new half. Excuse me, new half. My my estimation after doing all this research is that they are actually both women, but Capcom was just trying to justify, you know, to themselves hitting women. But it's not really, again, it's not, if, if these individuals are in the game and they're attacking you, you're going to defend yourself. And Andori was, is, is a male or is it a woman? Andori. Andori? Yeah. He's a, oh, he's a cause, guy. Oh, because isn't there a, or maybe it's the one where he's, he's, he's got like the pink, he's got like the pink pants and like tank top on it does don't you think it, it could be like just like overgrown woman could be yeah it's 2019 <laughs> the way we look at things from the past could be totally warped <laughs> um one of the one of the producers of, of street fighter 4 yoshinori ono said that he doesn't have a, a stance and he said um he felt like he it's, just goes, it's up it's, it's up a to, fucking it's, game. he said yeah he said it's up to the viewer to decide you know, he said his intent was to please all the fans, and that the mystery behind her gender was the core of the character. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking of on Dory, the the pink leopard outfit. Yeah, I don't and know. Just kind of the like, if you kind of look at the, the it, it kind of looks like, like Madame Trenchbull from like Matilda. It could be a woman. I think of like, <laughs> you remember? I don't. You probably weren't following the the fabulous Moolah. <laughs> no, you probably weren't following the WF at that time. But you remember Nicole Bass? Like I, oh, I yeah. think of like her like when i see like andori oh, okay just the, yeah this is like the pink the pink version it reminds me of nicole Bass, just like a roided up chick well maybe he's gay maybe he's a gay dude just beating the fuck out of people <laughs> that's awesome um what's cool about the arcade unit of being a heterosexual male um, when you when you when you beat up <laughs> what when is you, this prefacing when you when you beat up uh poison and roxy 
and they 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 smack back. You can see the underboob. Like that was a thing, like that they put in there. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> side um, boob. <laughs> I mean, it's not really a big deal, but it's like, it's in the arcade game, but it's not in any home home port. Even the Sega CD version, they're like they're clothed up, even when they're hit. You don't you see. You tried any doing of that. it multiple times to see if you. I did. kept trying. I couldn't get it. Um, I've, but, have you ever seen a Final Fight cabinet? We played it at at uh, Retro World Expo. I played it at Retro World Expo. Oh, that's right. A couple years ago. I was thinking like that. I was. I, well, I meant like. It's a smaller unit than day. you would think. It's a really like the, the screen. The screen is like smaller than you would think. Um. <laughs> Poison and Roxy were outright changed for the Super Nintendo to Sid and Billy. Uh, that's good stuff. Um. <laughs> some of the other changes in the SNES version is uh, or the, limitations. The bonus round. He, instead of saying "Oh my God," he says "Oh my car." In the, oh. in the arcade Sega CD version, she says, oh, my God. I like, oh, my car better. Oh, my, I like, it's like bull stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's bull stuff, Craig. Well, you know. Oh, my God. Damned was changed to Thrasher, which actually did carry over to the Sega CD version. And then Sodom, or so- Sodom is Katana, which same in the Sega CD version. Um, you know, the only issue with the, you know, with, with the Super Nintendo version is it's one player. That's a fucking, <laughs> well, I mean... I always like I remember playing it back then. I'm just like, why the why the fuck is this game only one player? Like, it's, is that really what you thought back then? I did. I mean, I mean, I played it mainly by myself, but it's just like, like that is like it's like the whole purpose of the game is to be two player. It's a beat 'em up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, when I played this game as a kid, I didn't really think about that. It was more, I'm playing this game, it's great, yeah, it's not two-player, but it was still, that game is, at its core, is still fun. I'm not saying it's not fun. And but. and and the, the moment-to-moment action is, is awesome. And for this game, which was almost a launch game for the Super Nintendo, you know, to come out and be as arcade-like as it was, was, was fantastic. But, like, yeah. imagine if, like, Streets of Rage was only one player. Well, it's funny that you say that <laughs> um, because we've got some EGM scores, and it's and it's funny because the the there's an EGM uh, review of Final Fight for the Super Nintendo, and it debuted right next to the Streets of Rage <laughs> We got them going back to back, back to back. And when, it's funny because when you see them, this is, like, this is the almost the launch period of the Super Nintendo – Streets of Rage in EGM gets all nines. What if it was called Screech of Rage? You just played a Screech from Save by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. I, th- I think we're getting close to the end here. Um, so Streets of Rage gets all nines. Um, I'm not going to read a review of it, but basically they love Streets of Rage. If, if it's a nine, then you know what you're, it's, it, you don't really need a description. <laughs> Final Fight gets an eight, a seven, a seven, and a seven. Ooh. So let's read uh, a couple of these. Let's, uh, let's go with, um, one of let's the go, sevens. Let's go with Ed Semrad. I would read one seven and then eight. Well, so we'll start with, uh, Ed Semrad and then we'll go back to Steve Harris. So, uh, Ed says... I just can't believe that with the super system, with this super system, Final Fight couldn't have been a two-player game. If Sega <laughs> can do it, Capcom could also, 
unless the game was rushed just to get it out when the Super Fami was introduced. While it plays great, it could have been better. So that was the main issue. Now, there is a whole level missing from, from the, the Super Nintendo version of Final mm-hmm. Fight. Okay, go. I was... Didn't, um... Isn't it missing a playable character too? And it's missing. Uh, and it's missing. It's missing guy. Yeah. Now anyway. they did. They did release a another version of it called Final Fight Guy. And then it took. Another, but they took. <laughs> but it, they took Cody out of the game. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? This is like the most ass backwards shit. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> they should have just ended up making it two player. It's, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make it two player. Add person, and then we're gonna take the other one out. Yeah. Uh, so Steve Harris says, <laughs> the fuck? "Final Fight looks and feels like the arcade version on what it's based, but without the two-player cooperative. It just loses something in the translation. The gameplay is too easy, but if you're if you're for a good fight with good graphics, but if you're in for a good fight with good graphics, Final Fight should fit the bill. So again, the gameplay was really fun." But that two-player mode, if you were in the know, um, really, really hurt. Especially I mean, when it launched aside Streets of Rage. Now, if Streets of Rage doesn't come out right at the same time, does it get 8777? I I still think so. Because they're basing it... If it was... if Alright, so if Final Fight... If, if Final Fight just come out on the Super Nintendo, and it, had, it, wasn't, it wasn't based on the arcade game... Then I guess the only gripe would be that it's why didn't they make this two player? Right. But it was you're basing it on the arcade game and everything else translated. Which was two player. Yeah, and everything else translated. The game looks amazing and it, you know, graphic wise, sound and everything else mm-hmm. played exactly the same, but it's like we took a level out and we only made it one player. Yeah, I mean you know. Because it, it already had set a precedent in the arcade game. And it was just it's like Two pl- like what? Two player? You can't like right. you can't make it two player. Now, just to foreshadow for you guys, our our next um, regular podcast will be on Final Fight Two and Final Fight Three. We're going to go through the trilogy, and uh, you know, kind of talk about those games and um, the, how the they for, hold up. The forgotten Final Fights. I but 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 my question to you is: Do we get Final Fight Two and Three if this doesn't end up having such a backlash? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's still... It Final had, Fight 2 and 3 were exclusive to the Super Nintendo, and they were both two-player games. Do yeah. we get those games? Do we get those games? If Final Fight doesn't come out and everybody's bashing it because it's only one player. Does Capcom, yeah. does Capcom still, make those other two games? It still sold well. It sold really well. It sold, it sold yeah. at least one million copies, if not more. So no, it's that I don't that wasn't I don't I don't think that was a factor in the okay. two player was a factor in and whether or not they made they were like all right well we we fucked up we can make it two player obviously and so like because if but if, if they had made the first one two player would they feel as oh a, come on a, as, you can't see you we're just gonna make it one player again no 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 what I'm saying is that if Final Fight comes out and it's two player on Super Nintendo right. Do they feel the urgency to come out with a new version that's two-player of a Final Fight 2 or a Final Fight 3? Or do they say, we we made Final Fight, Final Fight's done, it's a two-player game on Super Nintendo, everybody loves it, we don't feel the need to make a 2 or a 3? It's, it's uh, money-driven, my friend. 
I mean, there was demand. There was a demand, but was the demand because they only made the first one one player, or was it because there was that much of a demand for beat 'em ups? I, I don't know. I would say it's the demand for the game. I, I, I think the answer is yes because we ended up getting Streets of Rage two and three, and those were kind of going head to head. Yeah. You know, Streets of Rage versus Final Fight. So I, I don't think the one player. Was a was a was a factor. In was a factor, and they still would have made a two and three, even if yeah, because it was. It's just based on. I mean, you've seen shitty games; they just sell a lot, so they, just, <laughs> you know, they keep making them. Right. You know, I don't think the one player had a, a influence on making Final Fight Two and Final Fight Three. Mm-hmm. But just the, <laughs> but just the whole yeah we all right we made it two player like we're gonna make a what what did that was that an exclusive thing. Like blockbuster thing, Final Fight guy, or did yes, that it was a blockbuster it was, yeah. exclusive. Now it came out in Japan to buy, but you could rent it at Blockbuster. Weird things happened back then. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I mean, so you've got the Super Nintendo version, you've got the Sega CD version, and the arcade version. Um, the Sega CD version came out in '93, and sort of righted the wrongs. I mean, of the first version, it had all the levels. When did the uh, I'm probably, I should know, but when did the Sega CD come out? Was it ninety two? Ninety two. Okay, so it came out maybe a year or less than but a year later. But what's interesting? What's interesting about it is that Final Fight was kind of, you know, it's like CVS and Walgreens. Final Fight was the answer or was the opposite of Streets of Rage. So you would have thought that Capcom would have been all in on the Super Nintendo. But they ended up making Final Fight for the Sega CD, which kind of like switched sides. It was like they went to red and black. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was it was like Luger showing up on Nitro, right? <laughs> on the same night, the, like the, the, the next same night. night, the first Nitro, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is he? That's Lux Luger. <laughs> Final Fight on the Sega CD. <laughs> he just he looked like a stone out there too. Like he just like. Showed up. He and just was had just, that like white puffy shirt yeah, he, on. Yeah, he, he, he had he had the white shirt on like like unbuttoned. He was <laughs> righted up to the gills. Yeah. And he just like he was just looking around. It's just like that's it. You're just gonna stand and look around. Well, you know. He had a, he had a personality like a dead moth. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was flexy Lexi. He had the rack, and that was about <laughs> it. Standing in front of that mirror, doing his best Rick Rude impression. The narcissist. So, but, so yeah, it was yeah. weird that you know they went to the Sega CD. They kind of went to the dark side a little bit, you know. But I'm glad they did because that fucking version is awesome. Yeah, and uh, oh, well, and go back like the I don't know which reviewer said is it was like an easy game. I don't know if we just fucking suck because <laughs> like we we always get we always or is it well no, the super, is this that, is the Super Nintendo version. The Super Nintendo version it, he said was was uh, was easy. Wait, is the Sega CD version rough or is it that the Sega the CD version was, is 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 the harder or version. is it that. The CD did did it like freeze a few times when we played it? <laughs> Until I fixed the issues with my Sega CD, it was it was freezing after like four levels. Because I still think that's one we haven't played all the way through. Uh, so I posted about it earlier this year. I ended up I finally oh beat that's Final right Fight. yeah you did yeah I finally be, finally beat Final Fight and Sega CD and that's you know a it's supposed to be like the harder version of that game. Um, I feel like it's easier when you play as one player. Just because not as many enemies, maybe, or it's just, a little bit f- more forgiving because you don't you don't have to worry about a second player, you know, and and, and there's e- there's a way that you know 
you can develop a rhythm when you're by yourself. If you've got two people, you know, if somebody gets caught and starts getting destroyed, it takes a, it takes away and it takes away from the continues that you have because yeah. you share continues. So it it tends to be a little bit easier if you can kind of focus on a game and play it over and over again. Um, and so that was, you know, I talked about like Raiden and beating Raiden and how that was like a special moment, but knocking Belger out of the building, hearing him scream, you know, smashing the glass was yeah. just that it was, it was pretty awesome. So, um, and there's a way to kind of play the game that you can do better than just standing up. Final Fight's weird where if you just stand around and beat people up, you, you'll get caught in the middle of something and you'll, and, and you can get into this loop of getting destroyed. Yeah. You got to final fight. You have to keep moving. It's a game where you got to just keep moving. You can't stand around because you're going to get caught. You almost have to race to the end of the level and then just keep rolling guys over until there's nobody left. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid playthrough. It's not, like, super quick. It's, like, in that, like, sweet spot where it's just long enough where... It's longer... It feels longer than, than you know, most beat-em-ups. Yeah. You know? So, but, you know, so the Sega CD version is considered, like, the definitive home port. Um, I mean, imagine if, like, Capcom and who, whoever would have made, like, more beat-em-ups on the Sega CD... It would have been pretty. It could have been pretty. Because like good. that game, like the final fight, it looks it looks so good. <laughs> it looks great on a Sega CD. I mean, aside from the color palette not being as robust as the arcade unit, which the arcade could do like four thousand colors. Yeah. But I mean, Genesis it, it can do great. like sixty one. It it. I mean, it, if you're just if you're just looking at it, you're you wouldn't know that it wasn't the arcade version. You'd have yeah. to, you know, Poison and Roxy, their clothes are a little bit different. But other than that, it's you know, there's a couple less characters on screen. Yeah. You know, um, but it's it's all in all, it's a very very faithful port. Even the Super Nintendo one is, but it's just you know it came out two years earlier, and you know it was probably rushed a little bit, and it's only one player. That's the only issue there. But if you're by yourself, and and, and I am a lot, <laughs> and, and, and you have and you have a chance to play Final Fight on Super Nintendo, like that's a solid playthrough, you know. And it's not an expensive no. game, as far as I understand. I it, I think it's another like ten fifteen dollar game. It's I keep asking about Super Nintendo games that are in that range, yeah. you know, and and I keep we keep coming up with them when we start talking about them. So, um, let's talk about our memories of the, this game before we close up shop. Um, we kind of we kind of sprinkled that in a little bit. <laughs> um, I I didn't get it in in the beginning, um, but there was a little bit of a resurgence with with classic gaming, and I mean like gaming that was before that current generation with me and my brother when he got his car um in 1996 so we would we would drive around we would go to the mall a lot when he got his license you know i mean that's shit in the 90s that's all you could do yeah so i mean it was like going to manchester was like a treat before then and then when sebi got his car it was like after school it was like what are you doing let's either go to vernon golf land <laughs> going and, to buckland bro and go to Bru- or go to the buckland hills mall and you know just See what's going on, you know. Be around other people. Go to get a pretzel time pretzel. You that know, was like the highlight of the month. Yeah, the Buckland Mall. <laughs> so, Funko Land was in the Buckland Hills Plaza. At Ooh, the time. and we Cause... used we used to go there and check it out. I remember we brought our Nintendo with all of our games because we thought we were gonna make so much money. And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna give you twenty bucks for all this." And this we were like, is... "Okay, we'll keep it." This is the same Funko Land where I also got my copy of Final Fight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got my copy of Final Fight in 1997. So, 
Oh geez. Oh, you got yours way late then. Very late. I got it for for nine ninety nine. I got mine roughly a little, not too long after I got a Super Nintendo, like whenever it came um, out. I am envious of you because that was the time <laughs> to own it. But my brother and I kind of like we were kind of rebonded at that point over over some classic video games. I remember we went and we got like a stack of NES games for like ten bucks. It was like five games. We I feel like we got them for like. It was like a buy two get one, or I don't know what they had, but we got like Jaws and golf, and you know some of the sick Jaws. Is the first one you lead off with. I do. I love Jaws. <laughs> I love Jaws, dude. Jaws is a fun like forty five minutes. Just shoot, <laughs> just, just shooting the, the the sharks and stuff. I mean, have you ever beat it? No. You ever played it through? No, no. I I think it's a lot of fun. That's just funny that you just, that was like the first game you listed off. But well, anyway, we love Jaws, but one of one of the I remember. Because I, I had my Super Nintendo, and, uh, you know, we just, we wanted to play old games. We just wanted, it, even then, in the 32-bit era, we wanted to go back to a simpler time, which is kind of funny, but, you know, going back to the NES, you know. I know, mine, I, I think I had, like, the opposite mindset when I got the PlayStation, because I remember selling my Genesis, and... Really? Yeah, and then I'd get one back, and <laughs> I was like, now nah, we're playing PlayStation now. <laughs> yeah. But I remember getting Final Fight and, and still having a blast with it. And I was like, I, I thought I got it for this for $10. And then I found an April 1997 flyer for Funkoland <laughs> on, on NeoGAF. And you look in clear, clear as day, $9.99. And it was the summer, so it was probably the same price. Um, so And then in 2003, you and I, we got a massive Genesis bundle. And one of the games inside of that was Final oh was Final Fight Final huh? Fight CD, Son and of that a was bitch. that was one of the ones that I ended up with. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like our game. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, but um. Shadow, don't even remember. Yeah. So um, you know, not not. It's too bad that I didn't have too many. Like I didn't have like an in the moment. You know, it had just come out, or maybe a year or two later it come out. Yeah, because you know, I don't have because we were all about Streets of Rage. You know, that was kind of like what we were doing at the time was was Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage is a conversation for another podcast. But you know, yeah, that game still gets its lineage from from Final Fight. Yeah, I don't remember what year it was, but mine was the same thing. It was go to go to Funkoland, and I remember taking back. The the Funkoland newspaper. Mm. That was the only thing I ever read. And you would agonize over that thing. Or you would or either <laughs> oh agonize or, or revel in it. You would just Jesus. be like, oh. I'd like, so, some of them I'd just have like circle all the games I want or the ones I need to get. You highlight them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You take a pen and you underline each oh, game? I, I had, I used the, the the orange, the neon orange highlighter. Mm. Just like highlight all the games you want. And then like the thing is like you'd, the thing that sucked about it is, you, like, if you had games you wanted to sell, you had no idea what they were. You'd like try to figure it out in your mind. You're like, all right, yeah. this game sells for like fifteen. Maybe I'll get seven. Like, half is like seven, so maybe I'll get five bucks. And then you get like, because you have to go in like the way back, and it had like the list of all the prices on it. Everything's like a dollar, two dollars. They they were horrible about that. It was like it was like <sighs> that was like the fine print that you had to like look for because it. Would, I mean, it was the market. I guess that's they did what they had to do. But. I mean, yeah, I understand it. They got yeah. they're gonna take your shitty games that mostly they're never gonna sell. They're gonna have to hold them on the shelf for a certain amount of time. They got rent. They got employees. They got lights. Yeah. It's like yeah, I get it. Most people don't don't look at it like that, but yeah, I, I definitely remember highlighting Final Fight, and I'm almost positive it was eleven ninety nine. Probably. Because that was, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't 
dropping that. Like, so wait, Funkalan like, nah. was Funkalan around in '93? Yeah. Okay, because I we hadn't discovered it. We didn't learn about Funkoland until probably 1995, 1996. Because that was one of the final fight was like one of the. I'm almost positive it was one of the first because I I got the Super Nintendo with Ninja Turtles and it, it came with Mario and those were like pretty much the only two games I had for a while. And then like I'm pretty sure the third that was the third game I got was was Final Fight. And it was already it was already used, so it obviously had been out for a while because mm-hmm. it was twelve dollars. I mean, it was it was almost a launch game. Yeah, it just so it obviously launch. had been out for a while because it was already twelve dollars. I don't know how, but yeah. So one, I mean, one player. Yeah. So I mean, back then it wasn't it wasn't a huge issue that it was it, it really, that it was it, two it, player. It really it really wasn't. It's now that we look back on it. But I mean, at the More time, so. I could. I well, could obviously, s- these reviews were were telling yeah, us. Yeah, because I. You know? It's weird because I don't remember. I don't know why I. This is with most of these games back then. I don't remember. Like I don't even remember anything about Final Fight or hearing anything about Final Fight because I clear I never played it. You know, because I was only like ten or whatever. You know, like nine. Yeah. It's like not like I was going to the arcade and playing it because there was no. <laughs> all we had was the, no. the three games in the ice cream shop at, at the Eastbrook Mall. Um, yummies. Yeah, is that what it was called? Fucking yummies. <laughs> they had a. They had a. Uh, but I know why. I, Terminator I mean, Two, cabinet, there. I remember the Mortal Kombat one when it came out. Yep. Um. Yeah, like our arcades were yummies, the ice cream shop, Pizza Hut, because <laughs> they had like two arcade games in it. Right. And well, then they, there was. Do a, they have a Turtles one there? Uh, no, I remember like the Neo Geo one. Well, Papa Gino's had one. Papa Gino's had In the Hunt, Tumble Pop. They had In the Hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't remember In the Hunt at Papa Gino's? No. Yeah, they, it was like In the Hunt and, and Tumble Pop right next to each other for a while. <laughs> I love In the Hunt, man. <laughs> it's, it's, that was it's, the first time I remember playing it's it. It's Metal Slug in water. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand. I mean, if I was like one of these reviewers and I had played the arcade version, then I would then I would give it that you score. You probably would have given it an 8 or a 9, I would think, right? No, no, no. I'm saying if I if I was a reviewer at the time and I had played the arcade version and oh, I had you probably the Super Nintendo version, se- seven it, would be it, would be a good score. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. You're not saying the game's bad. It just could be better if it right. had this feature in it right. that we've already we've already yep. gotten used to. Now the Final Fight CD did get it got in 1993 got two sixes and two eights and pretty much the the critique was it's an old game, but that's a shitty way to review it. In 1993, I can see that because it's 1993. In 2019, does it matter what year it was? You're looking back on it, saying it's a contemporary. It's like it did. It should. It should at least have the same. Are these the same people that reviewed it? The yes. same four. Yep. Same four. So it was what was it? It was three sevens and an eight. The last one, right? It was eight seven seven seven. Now it's six six eight eight. Yeah. It's like how does it go down when you've added the two player? function has better because time has gone by and other beat-em-ups have come out and by this time in 1993 streets of reach 2 has come out which is arguably the best beat-em-up of all time right did final had final fight 2 come out already on the super nintendo i don't know yet i haven't started my research Uh, on final fight 2 but i imagine it came out around that time well all right yeah so final fight was 92 and if it is 93 We'd have to track down when in '93, which is kind of harder yeah. to do. So we'll see. You know, but either but the w- only the only unfortunate thing now is that what is it? I don't know how much the Sega CD ones go, but it's 
I don't know. Is eighty dollars a hundred? I don't know what the Sega CD one oh. goes for now. Complete. Oh, cool. like, well, the problem with it is it's got a, it's got a cardboard box, so so yeah, you know, it makes it look, even harder. Yeah, to kind of figure out you what you get a complete one, but the box is a little beat up or it's totally fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look it in here, Final Fight. I want I want to say it's like uh, I want to say it's probably around like eighty, or it could even be a hundred. That sounds now. low to me, but. I mean, this person's got it on here for a hundred and twenty. Yeah, so you're looking at you're you're looking at like a hundred dollars for a complete. Let's see, so it's like if you're gonna spend like, you know, if you're a collector or even if you want to get the game, like why spend you're gonna spend seventy five just for the disc when you can get like you're right eighty five. Like you want to get it complete. Oh, that I mean that's just like one, but yeah. So eighty. Yeah, eighty bucks. Oh, that's that's rough. Yeah, that one's a little. Which rough. I guess I mean in the scheme of things, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. No, eighty bucks. I mean, loose. How much does it go for here? Let's see. Loose. Mm. It's like Sega CD games are like the worst ones to get loose because it's just literally just a disc in a jewel case. I mean, you know? lo- loose. It's forty. So I mean, you might as well go for the for the case if you can find it. You know, and then I maybe know. sell your copy if you have one. Yeah, those are like the worst. Like CD games are the worst ones to get like loose because you just get like a plastic jewel case and it's yeah. Like, it's tough. Just I know. sits there and it's like it just looks like a like like a music CD or something. It does, yeah. Because I mean, the Final Fight box art is pretty tight too. It is pretty good. It's got a picture of Cody on the front. Yeah, because like the the Super Nintendo one is just like the close up of their faces. It's kind of kind of lame, you know. Yeah. It's well, it's um, it's actually, it's Hagger and it looks like Abigail. Yeah. On the front, which is yeah, but not like yeah, the Sega CD the art on that one is. Which is probably like lifted. I I don't know from the like the. Oh arcade. no, it's not, no, it's like, it's just a dude with with uh, glasses. Which I'm guessing the Sega CD ones like probably like the art from like the arcade cabinet like on the side or something. It could be yeah. I'm, yeah, just, I'm be. just taking a guess. Yeah, who knows? But the uh, the Super which Nintendo kinda, version goes for about you know ten fifteen bucks. Which if you see like we have the Streets of Rage one right there, it's like it it's like if you look at the <laughs> this the Final Fight Sega CD cover to the Streets of Rage one. Yeah. It's almost kind of like the same kind of. Like set up, you know. Rough, it, rough, rough in the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anything else to say on that? I don't know, man. I think we uh, we finally did it. <laughs> <laughs> we finally got through it. Um, I mean, fi- final fight. Like I said, it's it's the it's sort of the the new Godfather. If if um if Double Dragon is the is the great grandfather? Oh, okay. Then Final Fight is is the sort of the, sort of the yeah, sort of the grandfather of of the modern beat 'em up. Even when you look at you know, beat 'em side scrolling beat 'em ups that are created for like modern consoles, if the, if you do see those it, that pop up for like a Switch or a, a PlayStation or something like that, or a side scrolling you know beat 'em up type of game, I wouldn't even know. They you know they. There's uh, there's a lot of influence on from Final Fight or even the games that came after it. You know, no, nothing could go back to, to Double Dragon. So it's it's one of those weird things where you have these two games that had such influence, and you know one really got influence from the other, but totally shattered what came before it. And Final Fight is that game, and, and we wouldn't get we wouldn't have Streets of Rage without Final Fight. You know, fin- Streets of Rage to me is is the best beat 'em up of all time. It's number one. It's the number one franchise in terms of beat 'em ups for me, and I wouldn't have that without Final Fight. So Final Fight is critically important, and for a lot of people, Final Fight is the best beat 'em up of all time. You know? Yeah. 
you know, it's kind of like the uh, Mortal Kombat Street Fighter. Like in terms of like the big games that you're comparing yeah. to each other. I mean, like it, it's in Streets of Rage right. Final Fight were the big series. Right. You know, some people could say Turtle, you know, Turtles in Time or, or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game. Like that, that's the pinnacle. Well, you know. Well, but you know, that's just. But the thing is, like, they only had one Turtles game that was really good. Two. The arcade. Oh no! Game well, and... I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking of just like Super Nintendo is what I'm. Oh right, I right, thinking, right. That's what I was thinking. There's, in my there's head. in a series on Super Nintendo, and then like yeah, like it sort of is like because like Streets of Rage, Super... you had Street Rage one two three, right. Final Fight, you had Final one, two, Fight three. one two three, right. You know they're like the same series, right? Yeah, so and I like, mean, it's... and you know like you Street Fighter, you think of Street Fighter two Turbo and right, and then like Mortal Kombat, you think of Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat two, Mortal Kombat three, right? I guess the third one would be Street Fighter Alpha, I guess maybe. I don't know because there's like the first those well, Street, Street Fighter, Fighter games were, they were like all variations of the same Super game, Street kinda. Fighter 2 Stru- Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo yeah so I mean there's the, there's a trilogy there but Alpha did Alpha 2 did come out on Super Nintendo yeah I mean it's a it's a rough port yeah. but it's there you know <laughs> it's there so but yeah so anyways that's uh, a little chat about Final Fight and really it's contribution on history and, and it, it's uh, such an important game I definitely uh Looking forward to playing Final Fight 2. I, when did the last time we played Final Fight 2? We played it one time. A long time ago. I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't and remember And then it. Final Fight 3, I acquired a few weeks ago. Well, like a week Congratulations. ago. Congratulations. And then you had to shine it up real nice. <laughs> it was a little gunky. <laughs> it took some Brasso to it. It was like dipped in chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hey, I got it for $65 and it's like going for like $100, $120. You got a deal. You got a deal. So, um, you know, with that, guys, thank you so much for watching. We hope that this was an, an enjoyable for you. Stay tuned. We are going to have our 12-team tournament amongst the system launch libraries. Um, for our next... We got brackets, baby. Brackets, brackets, brackets. <laughs> for our next episode... Um... They're all... Everybody's brackets busted. Get out of here. You're like, you're like Dick Vitale. I know. For the, our next podcast, we're not sure if we're gonna do a uh, a Christmas a Christmas episode where we talk about Christmas memories, um, or if we're gonna head straight into Final Fight two and three. So we'll have to yeah, we'll do that. We'll have to think about that. But we might do a Christmas episode um, with some Christmas memories, uh, sir. It's a holiday episode. Holiday episode. Because <laughs> you and I celebrate something other than Christmas, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And we'll uh, we'll give you some of our holiday memories. That's coming up. And stay tuned for our uh, our uh, launch uh, system uh, tournament as well. And then we're going to be discussing Final Fight two and three on our next uh, regular podcast. The so deep cuts, which we have never played. Tuned. Final Fight three, never played, uh, and I two I don't even remember. So it's it's, it's it might yeah. as well be that I never played it before. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be giving you we'll be we're going to be going back to our regularly scheduled programming where we we cut away, play the games, and then come back and give you our impressions. Um, but with that, if we've got nothing else, thanks again for no, joining us. The brackets are busted. They're all over the place. Nothing makes sense anymore. Be safe, <laughs> be happy, be healthy, and as always, keep it turbo. <laughs> <laughs>